Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy and fucking awful world of docuseries and reality TV. Which, yeah, through our own lens, which, trigger warning, can be really, really hard to watch, and and I'm so happy it's fucking over, and listen, I don't know what to tell you. There, if I don't know what to tell you. There'll be maybe some sweetness at the end, but really just like people move on. It's bittersweet. It's just there's the survival of people is what the what we can talk about at the end. Uh, hi, what are we talking hey. about? Well, so we're talking about Jared from Subway catching a monster episode three. Um, you can find this documentary on Discovery Plus. That's where you can find it. Um, not not sure where else you can find it on regular TV, but definitely Discovery Plus. So. If you're a TLC Discovery girly, then you'll you'll know where to find it. Um, so we had to do this mainly because we started. Jared was such a big part of our um, zeitgeist growing up, or at least in the aughts. And Chris was going to tell a joke, so tell the joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to because we started it. I thought that's what you were going to say. Um, so oh oh yeah sorry yeah yeah that's what that is what I said I hate you no no I wanted to go back they heard it tell the joke Chris no I don't I wasn't telling a joke oh that joke I said five seconds ago hilarious okay I already said it (laughs) long ago I forgot it happened (laughs) so um yeah you guys let's let's just get let's just get this over with so we left off last episode where um Rochelle um is kind of at a dead end and russell has gotten arrested for child inappropriate television and um we get a the girls get a call from their mother saying hey check the news which is like wild that your mother would tell you that your stepfather was arrested and then won't tell you why but then tells you to google it the weirdest thing it's like that's the new age mothering in my mind like it's just wild so we start off episode three where Rochelle is pissed. And at this point she is prevented from talking to the local police. And so she decides to do so anyway, because she's like, there is a monster on the loose. And I spent too many years undercover for you guys to not do something about it. And so she local police Mm -hmm. and she told them and they were like, this is crazy. This is crazy. However, let's just trust and verify. Well, let's not trust, but let's verify. So then they call the FBI and they're like, hey, this crazy lady told us this thing. The FBI is like, oh, yeah, it is happening. But shut her up. <laughs> yeah. Chris, who's like the uh, kind of like motorcycle motorcycle riding, you know, like very lovely, older, kind of like butchy uh, cop person who uh, is, you know, I mean, very sexy very very sexy woman who looks great in her older age was like yeah you know when i first saw her i was like is this just like a crazy fan this is like a crazy ass jared fan that like is like if he won't be mine i'll take him down by saying he's a pedophile and i'll go to the first lady cop i see and say pedophile and then he'll love me you know like it could be you know what i'm saying because there's crazy people out there but no you know also we don't know you know like Rochelle is, throughout this docu-series, 
you know, at first sort of suspect, you know what I'm saying? In every way, you know, like, why do you do this? Because <laughs> I love the up, the up close. I feel like when I were, when, when I were in the other scenario, like I'm just far back. And this one, I'm just like intimate, you know? Yeah, I don't mind it. But earlier when you were speaking of like intimate portrait, I thought you were talking about this very moment. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Rochelle, you know, like people are always kind of like, mm, I don't know about you. But however, across the board, that's how women are taken anyway. So like there is no perfect either victim or, you know, like you can't just be like, unless she's gorgeous and like perfect looking and does her makeup ideally. We can't take her seriously. Also, how many cases are there, national cases, of fans just running up and telling lies? Like, I know that happens, but I'm saying, like, how, it doesn't happen on a national scale for me to justify a police officer not believing somebody who says that someone else is a pedophile. You know, you have to take, I don't know. She just, whatever, she had to do her due diligence and, you know, but she's being honest about her first take. Okay. Came back from our commercial. Hey guys, you're right. I do think that like there is some kind of validity to it, but I, it's like the same thing about people not believing folks who say they were like sexually assaulted. It's like how much of the lies come through to where you just don't believe somebody. What is, what is that natural human instinct to not believe the victim? You know, we have to like go against our natural human instinct in order to kind of make this thing happen. So anyways, um, she does this thing and the, she tells the police officer, if you're not going to do something, I'm going to go to the radio station. And the police officer is like, tut, tut, tut crime that is a crime there's an ongoing investigation and because it's not happening as fast as you want it to happen you are going to be charged with obstructing of whatever and so um she let it be known that that's what she was going to do or she might do or she was considering do it so the fbi treat her like she's a criminal and they raid her radio station they raid her home to find any bits of evidence that she didn't turn over and here's the truth we find out later in this episode that she still had evidence she hid it. She somehow managed to hide that evidence. And it's probably because her homeboys at the radio station tipped her off that she was going to get raided. Um, let me just tell you the state of affairs that Rochelle is in. She is um, distraught. She is antisocial at this point. She is not eating. She doesn't have a good relationship with either of her children. In fact, we found out at the end of the episode that her son moved to Taiwan and never looked back. Like, we don't even know what happened to her daughter. We never not hide nor hair of her. So this year or two years or whatever, the time that she spent in this completely changed this woman's way of life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And listen, the toll it took on her body, her mind, her relationships was heavy. So, you know, she starts to talk about how she got sick, really, really sick. And um, it became you know, like too much to bear. It immobilized her. She was like in a wheelchair. Now they call it something called suicide disease. And it's actually called trigeminal neurologia. It is TGN. It means unpredictable bouts of severe pain that makes everyday living unbearable. Every aspect of life becomes shrouded in currents of unrelenting shocks to the face causing both physical and mental anguish unrelenting shocks to the face 
like i mean listen i've this is not this i'm not making a joke but like this is true like i've gotten you know like electrolysis and laser on my face before i've gotten laser done on my i've gotten all therapy done on my face you know like i've gotten lasers of every kind all over my face done for various reasons you know um well this is i think like fibromyalgia you would know that if you're watching patreon (laughs) this is like fibromyalgia for the face it feels like that's horrible so i i'm just saying like i wonder if i can feel something if i felt if i felt something akin to it is my only uh just because i've had so much extensive work done (laughs) on my face patreon you can see it ten dollars um now here's the thing so um We also like jump back because as we said, we ended episode two with the sudden realization that Russell Taylor was going under and the, some in the weird vague way, the two girls we have already met from episode one, the two sisters, um, just like literally hear from their mom, like their mom, as well said that like, you know, Russell Taylor, just like, you know, Google it. They're like, Google it, Google our stepdad. You talk, just use your voice. What are you talking about mom? And you know, like it was like child pornography. So now we're going to like jump to figuring out like what's happening with them. Jared is, you know, as the doctor is, is saying, it's just like, you know, killing it in the financial game. He's just so many like commercials. He's $15 million. He's just like, he can make it rain and he does. Except on, instead of like, you know, like just hardy strippers that, you know, are just like, he's he's making it rain on. Uh... Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Anyway. Don't do it. Okay. So to, let's jump back. So we were in 2014 in, in, in Indianapolis. You were in 2014 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, Something gets to the to the the desk of the FBI, right? And it's the fact that um, someone has found that there are pictures of a female human adult with an animal. Now, there being pictures of it isn't a crime. A fif- 15 human adult? No. What did you say? No, a 15 I, year old? I, nope. Child? Nope, didn't say any of those oh. any of those things. Would you said say babe? female, adult female? Oh. Um, okay, so bestiality. So this is called bestiality. Bestiality picks, which is like, remember, remember in the early days. Oh no! Remember in the early days of the internet. I remember this because I was living in LA. So this must have been in like two thousand and five. Uh, remember there was this like it was two girls, one cup, right? And then there was oh. another like video of a man and a horse uh-uh, no, I now we have these police officers these fbi people who have linked these photos back to a person by the name of russell taylor we remember him from last episode he's best friends with jared they fed each other's addiction and he is like the executive producer of his nonprofit. and the images of an adult female in contact with an animal was of angie taylor and Angie Taylor is the mother of the two girls who recall their time with Russell Taylor as his as their stepdad. He was a charismatic man. What? Then FBI goes to him and puts him in jail, raids his home, and finds that he has not only child pornography, but hidden cameras all throughout the freaking house. I mean, in the kids' private spaces. And then the daughters tell us something that uh, we're just not fucking prepared for. 
this is why it's very important. Um, parents can't can't be trusted. Some parents can. If you're a parent out there and you're a good parent, you can be trusted. But I think, and this is something that I talk that I told Chris uh, last week when she was like, "I hate this and I want to do it anymore." And I'm like, "I get it. It's gross. It's hard to hear. It's disgusting." However, if we don't talk about these things, then these things can continue to perpetuate. Because until folks are aware that such atrocities can occur on Prairie Lane in the middle of regular town USA, then when these things come up, it's harder for people and officials to believe the victims when we don't talk about these wild ass things that could possibly happen in someone's home. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, okay, so did you, do you want to say what she told you? She actually said? Yeah, say it. She found, okay. So basically, they find all the cameras, they set the girls down, they're like, look at all these cameras, there's all these images, there's images of them, there's images of their friends, you know what I'm saying? But one, there's images of these two young girls masturbating, and it brings them back to 2010 when things started going really well for them, when Russell Taylor came in their life, and, um, you know, their mom started going you know zero to hero when it came to like cool mom with the drinks and the alcohol and the sex talk and the loosey-goosey this and you guys are cool and you guys like age is nothing but a number and like they realize that even though that felt like wow that's awesome and there's an inherent need for some for for teens to feel like they're adults and cared for and respected and so you know, when you're, when you have that kind of adult doing that, it feels like you're being respected in some way that only in hindsight, you realize they were putting you in harm's way and taking advantage of the fact that you didn't know better. You know what I'm saying? So basically they talk about the fact that their mom and Russell started grooming them, started grooming them. And one such incident from the older sister said that well, the younger sister at 12 said that Russell one time was like, you're still a virgin. You got to get rid of that. And she's like, yeah. And then one, one, the older sister goes back to the uh, her room and she has a vibrator there and like porn. And where her bed is, again, is like in a direct view of a video and they have videos of her masturbating. So like they were... I mean, they were so, ex they were exploited, of course, by this man and how horrible that is. But what is unbelievably devastating, I mean, there's a lot of unbelievably devastating parts. I can't even talk about the bestiality. Like, I can't even talk about this part. All of this is so horrible. I, I think, I hope to God this is the worst themes of, of any docuseries that we I ever want to discuss on this. I mean, this is just uh, truly, ugh. But having said that, what is also absolutely devastating is the fact that this mother just completely gave up her daughters for whatever, whatever was happening with inside her or whatever she need that Russell had in her life. It's just unbelievable. It is always so much more shocking when it's a woman. And I don't know. I don't I, I that's to me is where my like sexism comes in, because for some reason, I feel like women are better. But like the truth is, like they fucking aren't. This is a very good example of a woman who like completely let down her entire lineage. I mean, she was super Christian. So it's like, what was happening in her Christianity? What was happening in her life? Or is she just somebody who was like, I want love so bad 
that I'm going to do things that I, I mean, maybe she was comfortable with it. Like, I just don't know. Like, that's the thing. I just want to know. Like, I want to know, like, were you comfortable? This is where the, the documentary and I know it's about Jared, but at some part of me wants there to be like one kind of spinoff because I'm like, I need to know. I need to know like what the thing is. Um, I, I'm just like okay just can you tell me this like any of these women's fathers that came before Russell Taylor can I just like so just like was she chill with you nothing nothing with you guys ever ever anything just like a little like huh nothing with you guys just anything that would was she completely fucking normal until Russell Taylor came along and then his just like promise of like a mildly upper middle class life just like got her to like lose her fucking shit wah like I honestly like I'm mad and so I'm just like cursing but I'm also just like pissed because I'm just like you know what it is it's like I do expect more from females because I unabashedly think females are more, uh, are smarter and better. I think they're like the, I think we're the, you know, I think that we're divine. So I can't tell you, like, I think the feminine space, the feminine spirit is divine. And I know that, you know, I'm not saying that <clears throat> you can't have like a duality to you, but I do think that like inherently females are better. And that's what makes us situation so just like wild so then um there is evidence of child abuse in his in their home and then um her because of the bestiality like could you imagine like just the world in which we have to create a law about humans abusing animals just like crazy to me and i mean there's always some like these kind of farmer jokes about like farmer men and the sheep which is like what's wrong with you like i get it but like, I don't get it, you know? Um, so they were doing what they needed to do. And then somehow these two branches of the FBI came together and realized that these two people knew each other because immediately Subway and Jarrett cut ties with Russell. They're like, oh, what an awful thing he did. And I think at that point, I feel like Subway should have done some research into Jarrett. And there's also some like speculation of whether or not J Subway knew. And the thing is, is that they may have known or have gotten complaints, but didn't find any validity in the complaints. And we now live in a world where if someone is ac slightly accused of something, companies will dump them and dump them fast, regardless of how much mm -hmm. money they made mm -hmm. from them. So it's really a testament to how we are now a days. And this happened just in 2014. So it wasn't that long ago. Like it was, you know, folks have been out of high school for a while if you graduate in 2014, but 10 years, you know, almost. But it's like, yeah, it's almost, <laughs> I just saw the realization on Chris's face as she was like, no. I know. It well, so just makes me do math. I don't understand why she it, doesn't. She's a horrible friend. It wasn't 10 friend. years ago. Why? That was just five years ago. No girls, 10. In the middle of, I mean, um, So anyways, mm. uh, yeah. So mm. we have this now rabbit hole and the FBI go down this rabbit hole and they already know because they have another branch that has the, um, supposed child you know whatever they have they haven't been able to prove it at this point so they have this and um they put the two and two together and then they raid jared's home they raid this man's home in front of all of his neighbors and and his wife they find what they're looking for they find the uh, extra cell phones they find what they need and this man this man does the right thing and just pleads guilty. He's a he's like raided in July. He pleads guilty in August. 
his wife divorces him immediately and then it's just like i can't imagine his legal team decides that they're going to create a scenario in which jared is somebody who had an eating disorder and then after he had the eating disorder coupled with fame he just became an addict of other kind and the other kind was alcohol apparently he was an alcoholic as well as a sect addict and he was like mildly into pedophilia like not fully just like 16 17 year old pedophilia like not 9 10 as he was reported um i mean and it's like i honestly wish that they had found they found 14 vintage but victims in total and they gave him only 15 years or something um and I hope that prison justice does what it does for people who do things like this. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do a quick research and see what his because I do have a I do have an update at the end. I wonder though, and we're not quite done there, but I also wonder because you know, obviously, we talk about how how many millions he has. Um, if there's like millions of civil restitution that can be given to those like victims, you know, like because specifically those girls will have trauma therapy for the rest of their yeah for, you know we'll have to do things for the rest of their lives to get over him and other people you know like let's be honest also their own mom you know if you can even call her that you know truly horrible but so yeah like he goes when he goes into the jail he now looks like this <clears throat> um he yeah, I don't know what he looks like in prison. Most people, most people, you know, of course, like lose weight in prison. Mm-hmm. It's I don't think anyone really gains weight in prison. Mm-hmm. But I'd be surprised. I'd you know, be I'd wonder what would happen to him if he was ever in a situation where he was out, but then just left to his like horrible, depressed devices. And I wonder if he would ever like eat his way back to here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it would be his due. Um, it's just like, how does someone just spiral so? I mean, how do you find, how, how do these people find each other? Like, that's my thing. It's like, I guess I, you, you just want to think that pedophilia is not something that's rampant, but for two people to just, the cosmos to just put them in each other's path and they just feed off of each other. And it goes from everything from like, I mean, he spent $12,000 a year on prostitution. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just like wild. And it's just like terrible. And it's like he he pleaded guilty immediately, which is like the right thing to do because so many people like R. Kelly try to say like they aren't guilty. And um, yeah. In 2020, Angela yeah. Taylor, a case was opened up against her. And we, we want them to throw the book at her too. Yeah. So yeah, no, uh, she already got, I think she already got sentenced. I have updates um, I'm, I'm sending to everyone here. Okay, so I'll tell you this. Um, Jared wrote a letter in 2022, January. Oh. A handwritten letter to the, to the New York Post. Looks like this. Okay. And Thank you um, for taking. And, yeah, and he looks like this. Okay, yeah. So he has lost weight. Um, I can try and read it. 
Thank you for the time to reach out and write me. At this time, I am not doing any interviews. To answer a couple of your questions, whoever posted that, I was I was taking culinary arts is wrong. I have not. COVID protocols the past two years has limited the programming being offered here at FCI Eng Englewood. In response to the rigorous fitness regime, that is true. I run four to five miles every day and am the most healthy and in shape I've ever been. We don't have a lot of control over daily lives in prison, but working but I don't know why I'm reading this so horribly. I'll try to make it up. The working out is one of the things I can control. I currently weigh 180 pounds. So he, he, so I'm just gonna tell you this right now. He obviously has an eating disorder. We've talked about yeah, this before. I, and I, and I feel like right now, this is, I'm also, sorry. And this is, this, this is the first thing you're going to say in prison. Yeah. He got in prison for, you got in prison for ped pedophilia. This is the first thing you're saying. This is but fucking, okay. So God bless. Sorry, this is triggering in so many ways, but not that I have any sort of, but like also the fact that he's so horrible that he's such a narcissist that, and he like, but it's like, he's a narcissist, but then he's obviously, but obviously has a like, eating disorder. It's like crazy, just layered things. And also like, can't, it's just so crazy. Okay. Um, I love, okay. Oh, wait. Uh, how do I finish this and how do I get back to where I was? Okay. Um, okay. I currently, okay. So I try to avoid too much junk food. I snack on granola bars, nuts, and protein bars. I really like, I really, I feel really good physically and mentally. No, you're not. This time of year, I love watching. I know this time of year, of year, I love watching college and NFL football, which makes the weekends fly by. I read the N the NY Times daily and like reading all kinds of books, especially historical fiction. I still love to laugh and smile. I realize I royally screwed up to wind up where I am. I was selfish and entitled. I think about all the people I've let down every single day, especially my family. All I can do is learn from my stupid mistakes. To be a better man when I get released in a few years, I very much look forward to restarting my life and enjoying every moment with my family who have stood by and supported. You know, the wife left. Maybe the family, there's different family there. Okay. So stood by and supported me. I'm, I'm so lucky to have them. There is no parole in the federal system. You have to do at least 85% of your given sentence. I really don't know what I'll do in the future. It's sort of an open book, I guess. Prison takes away so much, but I really miss the small things like Turkey Delights. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Like walking. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I really miss the small things like walking barefoot. I'm sorry. Uh, walking barefoot on carpet, sleeping DNA, sleeping DNA nice comfy mattress, uh, eating with real silverware, having access to a microwave. There is a line in the, in the Shawshank Redemption movie that goes something like, you can either get busy living or get busy dying. When you are sent to prison, get busy dying. I've done everything. Get busy dying. Get busy being attacked in prison for your fucking traumatization of 14 kids, you animal. He's he does this whole fucking letter. I've done everything I can to get busy living and make the most of this of this unwanted experience. This fucking Stop. monster. He's he is he uh, is disgusting. Uh, oh my! I hope I hope he uh, I hope he can't get paroled. I know no keep him in. I you're absolutely his fifteen years is not fucking enough. I don't understand. No, I hate and anyone who stood by him. That's he's a yeah. No, you don't get you don't person. get to get stood by when you do stuff like that. And if so, people need to be real quiet about their sticking to by them.
sticking her by them. All right. <laughs> Stick, she, no, uh, it's the opposite of snitching. We want you yes. to snitch. <laughs> we're like we want yeah you're not be don't be loyal yes, no loyal all right guys this is the end of this nonsense thank you so much for watching it with us go ahead oh sorry so then the mom and russell taylor were also sentenced but much longer because they of the things like 20 and 15 and 20 and 17 years and the mother never had any sort of certain statement but the, of course the daughter's one and just said you know like we'll have therapy and probably pills for the rest of our lives so then Subway, Jared's pedophile colleague and his wife are sentenced to a combined 60 years in prison for child sex abuse as pervert tells court he's a sorry excuse for a man. Yeah, he, Russell Taylor was sentenced to 27 years in prison on Monday and his wife, Angela Baldwin Taylor, 40, was also sentenced to more than 30 years. Um, they had the videos and the, you yeah. know, the pictures yep. of the girls yep. in the mm -hmm. home and the and stuff. So, and also, yeah, like there is nothing that I found about her. Like I literally, because I, you know, it's just like, how do you do this to your own daughters? Like, I was just like, is there anything she says in prison? Like, is there anything that she says? Like remorse, whatever. I couldn't find anything, but he, I thought what he said was ridiculous. He, um, he claimed that Fogel was sex crazed and demanded that he call him daddy while setting up cameras in his house with the help of his wife. So they could send Fogel footage of children undressing. He also claims that at one point Fogel wanted him to acquire a date rape drug. So the subway spokesman could use it on minors. He claimed in 2015. Um, that's absolutely just, I don't want to tell you about, I mean, obviously this is horrible. This is, this whole thing is just a nightmare. But anyway, uh, so everyone is in prison, but like, you know. They should be actually underneath the prison. Jared didn't. Yeah, like Russell and this person made it and Jared just had it. And all Jared had was just like tapes of him saying what he wanted to do. And, you know, but it was like, I guess... 15 years was the it was the most they could get without like tangible proof because he because like when we wanted to do the like birthday party sting it was like we could catch him crossing state lines kind of like catch a predator style mm -hmm. like you know Jim like Hanson style like Jared what are you here for you want some cake you know but it wasn't that you know unfortunately yeah. so I think that's why he got only 15 years but I I literally am like um uh when someone when when is someone like killing killing yeah. him. No, no one's gonna kill him yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry that was okay that's like you're like this is that was, well, was like it's the american way <laughs> um i oh god i just wish harm upon these folks <laughs> i normally don't wish harm upon people i think you cannot commit that mouse no this is not this is not a redeemable act so anyways you guys thank you so much for bearing with us through this as we like tumble through this docu-series um and i think we are we did we did we we are tired there's uh, thank you so much for joining us and we are going to let you guys go um but if you would like to get the visuals if of me like laying out if me of me like looking terribly into the camera you can do so by joining us on Patreon for $10 a month at patreon.com slash docusweeties. And if you would like to get with us for free on our socials, Chris will tell you where you could do that. Oh, you're absolutely welcome to follow us on Instagram at docusweeties. You can follow us on Twitter at docusweeties1 or on TikTok at docusweeties. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, again, you know, sorry about the trigger warnings of this. If you need any like resources on the discovery page, for this docu-series there is a re resource page if you need some contact numbers 
Um, anyways, yeah, we I just give special love to, you know, uh, those two girls that really have to, like, deal with it. My heart goes out to them. Um, anyway, we have some other things on the docket that is not as, uh, as horribly themed as this one. But um, until then, we can't wait to talk to you, and we hope you have a great rest of your week. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye.